<laughs> a lesson in uh, the Course of Miracles. I don't know if you ever heard of it, have you? Yeah. Well, it's, it's lesson number two. And it says, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Then there's a couple others that say, you know, there is no meaning at all. Everything is meaningless. And then you give it all this. And it goes to the point, and it goes to lesson seven, which is, it says, this is the reason why the first six statements are correct. Or they all rely on this one statement, which is, you see only the past. Yes? So, basically, so if the past is in here now, in a way, so you're actually seeing nothing. So that would be like a form of blindness, yeah? The seeing itself being hijacked would produce a form of blindness to what's seeing. You would be taking it as someone that's looking, yeah? And now the seeing is happening, but it's been contrived as a form of looking, which we've been living under called self-centeredness, yeah? So let's say the single vision is now, uh, is now a view, a view based on self, like everything is happening and it's, and I see how it pertains to me. Yeah? So, where, like St. Francis says, what's looking, he doesn't say who's looking, he says what's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah? And people go, well, why can't I find it? Because it's hiding right where you are while the act of looking for is going on. Yeah? So if you use the looking for to try to find what's looking, you're going to be blind to that because you're going to, you've already been positioned into who's looking. Yeah? So now, when the who's looking is taken to be the starting point, what's looking, which is all there is, becomes a goal maybe to the who's looking. So who wants to find what and get a little bit of what into its who-ness, you know? Because it's tried everything else and nothing else has worked, so it figures, what the fuck, I'll go with what, you know? So now we want, but we want to have the sense of what by the who, which has to make what an experience. Like I talked to the man today who had something that occurred with him and he had been his mind had been uh, frozen in a sense, and he was in the sense of whatness, but over time, the selfing leaked in, and now it, it, now that, that sense of being what I was is now an experience that the who has. Yeah? So the person, let's say its name was Steve, now has an experience of when Steve was absent, and he wants to have that experience as Steve. Yeah? So Steve can never experience its own absence. Yeah, there would be the presence of Steve involved. You know what I mean? So Steve can't get the sense of non-Steve. <laughs> so that I get, I want to get some non-Steve to make to leaven the Steveness out, so to speak. It doesn't work that way. The sense. So here, here's what happens. So something occurred, and then something else is now occurring. And the story about now, what's happening now, is what I really wanted or liked isn't happening anymore. Yeah? And so now, that event that was just a, a, a demonstration of your absence is now fueling the suffering of your seeming presence. Because you'd like to be back there. Because there's a belief that you were there in that absence. The point is, there wasn't anyone there, and there isn't anyone here. Yeah? So it doesn't like, it's not like something has to melt away. And then there's a recognition of something else. There's no melting away. That's giving it too much credit. It's just appearing. It has never taken true form. It only appears to be true. 
And what that appearance, the, the truthness of that appearance depends on who? You. Yeah? And in fact, it depends on what? The who is interpreted, the who is facilitating an interpretation of what isn't so to make it seem like it is so. But what could give a sense of reality to something that wasn't real? Only reality could do that. Only the reality that we are, not as Paul, not as Steve, not as Deb, but the reality of what we are right now, that mind, is the only possible source that could lend meaning to something that isn't real so that it appears to be real. Yeah? Like in, re- in recovery they say false evidence appears real. False evidence cannot be real. But false evidence can appear real. But it needs a facilitator for that to occur. That's us. That's what the mind is doing. The mind is reality and it's lending its reality to things. And so now those things are appearing real to it. Yeah? That's called having a damn dream, in a way. So, in other words, the the highest level anything that's made here can reach is seemingly so. Meaning, like if you look at the word seemingly in the definition, it means to appear to be true or false to you. So in a way, you you know how the program takes you from doing the inventory process where the first two columns, we take an inventory in recovery, yeah? Usually the, the, the basic common manifestations of self in one's life are resentment, fear, and harming other people in the pursuit of what you want. So we write down an inventory of that. So the, it's a four-column inventory. The first column is what, you know, who you're mad at, why, and then the third column, what part of your agenda it affects, and what's the exact nature of your wrong, yeah? So, it's, so people right now who are drinking tonight in a bar are doing the first two columns. They know who they're mad at and why, but it's not lending any kind of relief, yeah? Staying there. So AA sort of moves you back to put it all, put the light upon yourself. And in when there's a looking at your role in things, guess what happens? You get relief from what those things mean, yeah? This is just taking it farther. Why stop just at, after the fourth column of an inventory and look at where was I selfish and self-seeking and frightened? Why not go back even farther and see that everything here can only reach a level of appearing to be so, but it has to have you to appear to be so too. Yeah? It doesn't have any so-ness. We lend it our so-ness it's like the Course says, you and I are the dreaming of, the dreamer of this dream, and we forgot that we're dreaming this dream, and we've given everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. It's a really incredible description of what's going on. Yeah? You and I are the dreamer of this dream. We forgot that we're the dreamer of the dream, and we're taking basically ourselves as a dreamt object, this, and in that forgetting that we're the dreamer of the dream, suddenly... The power that we are or represent is lent to things that are being dreamt, and that power is what's affecting us, yeah, as the dreamt object. Things are appearing real to us. The only reason they could ever appear real to us, unless, is that we're real. The thing that's looking is the only reality. Everything it's looking at or seeing isn't real, it's appearing to be so. To who or to what? Not to who. Our story is about to who, but the fact is it's to what. Yeah. 
So the reality is right where you're sitting right now. The reality, and that reality in a way is dreaming, and it's lending its sense of realness to things. And it's having this incredible self-centered adventure here, having all these things that have no power to fuck with you, fucking with you all day. Yeah? How could something seem to be real unless what was real was giving it that meaning? How could it seem to be real? Unless what was real was giving it that meaning. False evidence can never be real. It's established as false, yeah? It can only reach the level of appearing to be real to what is real. To what is true lends the, the reality to what's appearing to be false. It can seem to be so, yeah? To me, this is like taking it past the four columns and just keeping the light on you to the point where you become the issuer of the light. You're the source of the light. Yeah? Now what are you going to do? Absolutely nothing with that information. What it's going to do is a different story. What you're going to do is absolutely nothing. What it's going to do, it's going to download, yes? It's going to download intimations of that which can't be seen, heard, tasted, or touched, or felt nor experienced, nor acquired, nor lost, yeah? No, no, there's no distance that you can produce between you and it because you are it, yeah? If there was a sense there was a someone and that someone had to melt down for the, other, for the sense of the reality to occur, then that someone is going to reform, Yeah? You'll have an experience of a period of time where it was melted, but it's going to reform. It can't escape the duality movement of this place. High is low, yes and no, close and far, male, female, day and night. Yeah? They're two sides of the same coin. So if you believe, after the event, the selfing has claimed it, and now it's your epiphany, or it's your realization, or it's your waking up, you're definitely going to have an experience of that you're losing it. <laughs> sooner or later because if it entertains the one possibility that you got it it's going to entertain the other possibility that you can lose it <laughs> the realization isn't oh I got it I'm going to be vigilant and, you know, and if no one's ever going to get it from me this and that that's fucking <laughs> that's like there's the peace but you're not enjoying it you're like standing on guard, you know, like a sentinel. How can you enjoy peace of mind when you, you're, you're, you're at a, whatever you call it, when you salute, you know? You're like this all day. But see, if you believe there's a, that you achieve something, you'll also believe that you can lose it. Is that worth fucking anything? No! Because what's determining it worth is still the sense of selfing. Yeah, so it's going to come, and then you're going to, the selfie is going to claim it and say, I was totally so fucking clear then, and now the, the seeming absence of that state is going to produce exquisite suffering. Now, yeah, it would have been better in a way that never dawned on you, because now the mind has co-opted it and is using it to bludgeon you, comparing every moment as not measuring up to that moment. And you weren't even at that moment. That's why it's that moment. Yeah. And I'm saying you're not at this moment. So you won't be looking for that moment. You'll be, you'll be seeing from this moment. Yeah. You, the whole bondage to the self thing can be broken quite easily by realizing you've never been bound. 
The movement of selfing, which is a mental process, yeah, it's going to claim. That's what it does. Its first movement is to claim. So let's say you have an, an event that we term an epiphany here in this place. I don't know. I never have called ahead and made a reservation for a nice motel with you know Kenny Loggins music and candles, you know, a, you know, an eagle claw bathtub. It just sort of intervenes on your linear story, and then you're freed from the bondage of self. But you'll notice when an epiphany usually ends is coincides with a thought capturing your attention, which is I'm having this incredible epiphany. <laughs> Once there's the claiming of the epiphany, it takes time, but it seems like it's immediate, but it does take time. The process of claiming makes it into something. Something that suits the thing that's, that's sort of claimed it, yeah? In other words, the epiphany, which is not framed in self-centeredness, now becomes stuff in self-centeredness. So now you have an experience, and now you're measuring every fucking moment, and you're not in the epiphany anymore. But you were never in the epiphany. That was why it was called an epiphany. There was an absence of self. Yeah? And I'm saying the absence of self is not an event, it's always so. It just doesn't seem to be so for many of us. But it doesn't mean it can be eclipsed. Reality, no matter how much it entertains something else is real, cannot be eclipsed by what it's entertaining. You know? So there's whatever's seeing, whatever's hearing, whatever's feeling, whatever's tasting, whatever's cognizing right now, whatever conceiving right now, can't be conceived, can't be seen, can't be felt, can't be tasted, can't be touched, can't be had. Yeah. That's why it's valuable. <laughs> it's real. It can't be made into something. Yeah. It can only seemingly be made into something. That's the... The out is because you're not in. That's the out. You know? You're not in what you believe you're in. That's why all your attempts to get out haven't seemed to work, because you're not in it. Yeah? If you kept trying to get out of something that you're not in, it's going to have to fail. Yeah? <laughs> it's just impossible. Yet, in self-centeredness, you'll keep blaming yourself or the path you're on for the reason it failed. It failed for a simple reason. You can't get out of what you're not in. And if you get a hit that you weren't in it, let the, the mind may expand into you never were in it. Yeah? And you'll never be in it. And... <laughs> and you never are in it. Yeah. That's how this, the solution expands. It gets one hit, and it expands on that hit. Yeah. Because what's true is true, and what isn't isn't, in a sense. Yeah. So this person who shared with me today, a lot of people have called me over the years, and this is a basic pitfall, and they're really... The mind, after claiming the epiphany or the awakening, is using it to beat the living hell out of themselves. Of course, there isn't any self to be beat up, but they feel like there is one, and therefore the suffering seems to really be so. Yeah. It doesn't have any respect for any... It doesn't matter if the, the tradition that you're practicing is 20,000 years old, the selfing will still claim it. 
It'll claim whatever it comes in contact with. That's what it does, like a parasitical movement. It has no respect for anything other than a power greater than it, basically. Mm. And right where you seem to be the conveyor of the problem is the solution. If you just make this giant leap that takes no time and no, no space, which is from the who's looking to the what's looking, because that's what's looking. <laughs> There's no who's looking. It's just a modus operandi that has to be in time, and it's very limited extent, and it does, and it can only reach a seeming so-ness. It cannot be so. Yeah? And what, what is so is lending any credence it has. It's like the movie sucks. It's the audience that's making it good. Yeah? <laughs> it's true. It's the audience. We're believing it, and so it seems to be so. Like Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. You better fucking believe that. It's true. That's a working mechanism of the mind. But it can only, as you believe, so it is, seemingly. That's all it can be so. Because what's believing can't be believed. What's believing is beyond all of this. That's why it's a fucking solution. Because it's not even a solution. It's only a temporary solution when you really feel like you're in the problem. When you entertain the solution, it tells you there is no problem. There's no need for a solution either. That's how economical it is. You don't even have to have a a tiny little pocket to stick the solution in and take with you. You don't even need that. It shows what's so, and now you have a reality that you can sort of compare, in a sense, with what's not real. Yeah. And it's amazing, if you allow the things that you've been trying to make unreal all your fucking life to be as real as they want to be, they reveal themselves to be unreal. If you keep trying to make them unreal by shooting up and drinking and doing this and doing that, they'll be as real as real can be because you're the reality lending the realness to them. By you trying to avoid them, that makes them so. Yeah? You trying to get out of something makes it seem like you're really in something. So that statement, what's looking is what you're looking for. Now, it was what's looking and what was looking for. The what was looking for would be much more leisurely (laughs) than when the who's looking for. Because the who's constantly looking for the quality of what. But it can't entertain the quality of what while it's entertaining the quality of who. The who, in this place can seemingly block you off from the recognition of the what. Yeah. So no matter how much you want to get it, you're not privy to that situation. Yeah. But the question is, don't try, you don't need to look for the what, just question who's looking. <laughs> if it ain't you, that may be what's looking. And the solution will be so immediate, it doesn't take any time, and a dawning may occur that can shift the emphasis of your working mind, your conditional mind, where instead of 51% of all the stock on that side moves over to a weight that's a lot more expansive and it downloads into a life that's traveled lighter on a consistent, stable basis. It doesn't change, say, the geography of your days are going to change, but how you travel over them will be lighter.
yeah, getting fired, not getting fired, having cancer, not having cancer. You'll be able to travel lighter over whatever comes up because you've got to realize what's coming up. You're in a sense the source of. You're not a victim here. This is not a spiritual passivity. This is not a, a, like a, a noble victimhood. It's very empowering that you realize, hey, this apparatus is facilitating my mind to give everything all the meaning it has. Yeah. Now we think that, oh, I'm giving everything all the meaning it has as this, but this has been given the meaning of me. Yeah. <laughs> you're not like you're not what's giving everything the meaning. Mind is giving everything the meaning, and it's given this the meaning of me, and this me is now claimed being the one that's giving the meaning to everything. Yeah. I, the information just does wonders. That's what happened with me. I went to some talks from some other people. I heard what they had to say. Then it got to a point I had enough hearing what they had to say. It was about entertaining it. I entertained it, and then downloads ensued, which verified the possibilities. Yeah? But all the conceptions I had about the possibilities had to be had to fall off, and then t- to the point where I was relegated into a position of finding out, and then I found out what it's like by having it downloaded through me. Yeah. To me, it's a much higher form of knowledge than knowing. Yeah. But it had, it's preceded by a state of, I don't know. You can know temporarily, unbelievably, but there's no, I know. Yeah? But there can be incredible conviction in what's being known at a certain point while it's moving through. But the mind always wants to try to claim it. And in the claiming of the knowledge, like it says in AA, self-knowledge avails you nothing. In the claiming of the knowledge, what the knowledge had in store for you has been neutered. Yeah? Because now you know it. Now it's become objectified by you as the false subject. It can't deliver the goods because you've neutered it. Because you believe you are the goods. Yeah. But in the I don't know, you find out. And so as you're traveling in this world, after 12 years or so, you realize, wow, I've been traveling lighter for quite a long time. And that's sort of like, oh, you'll know the tree by its fruits. Yeah? You can't know the tree, but if a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit, you'll know the tree by the fruit. So you realize, hey, what my mind is busily entertaining now is working like just what it was busily entertaining before was working in its own way, but producing a lot of suffering and density and contraction. This, this entertaining opens up the aperture. Yeah? And when the aperture opens up, it's not like you get a bit bigger vision. The aperture opens up and you're seen before the camera. You're in front of the camera. You're just another thing that's seemingly so. <laughs> that's an incredible amount you know, of relief from all the seriousness your mind has put on self. Yeah. Like in AA we say rule 62, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. But if the selfing is trying to take itself not seriously, that's being serious about the self. <laughs> self can't get out of self, eh? You can't use the mind to seek the mind. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. There's one old Zen treatise that says it a lot of beautiful in a lot of ways. It says you can't use activity to try to achieve stillness. That would be activity. Yeah? Mm-hmm. 
You can't use doing and having to arrive at being. You can arrive at a mental change. So you'll do and have yourself into a mental state, but you can't do and have yourself into a, an innate natural state. You are that state already. Yeah? So the do and have to, to become is ridiculous. When it's all become, there's no becoming in being. It's already complete in and of itself. It's not in a process of becoming. It's not in a process of completion. It's if I would say it's in a process of manifestation and expression. Yeah, but it's not looking to achieve any kind of crescendo. It's it's already complete. It's not in a process of doing and having itself into a state of being. It is the state of being. Yeah, but we have a high a bastardized version. And so now we're trying to do and have our state into self into a state of being. Has it worked for you? The state of being is much more everlasting than a mental state. Mental states come and go based on a lot of fucking different conditions. A state of being, in a sense, will override or outshine the circumstances and situations. Yeah. So in a way, you can't use the process of doing and having to get into a state of what you already are. Yeah? The doing and having may be used as a form of expression, I see it that way. But if it's being used by a sense of self to achieve something that, or to acquire something to make it a better self or a worse self, it's just fucking selfing to me. Yeah. You're still in the self. We want to get out of self as self to experience the absence of self. <laughs> it's an impossibility. But if you're not in self, then why are you trying to get out of it? And if you can't be, you can't be out of a moment, why are you trying so hard to get into one? It's, it's all fucking ass backwards. We're trying to get into what we can't be out of, which is the moment, and we're trying to get out of what we can't be in, which is our self. Yeah. stop at this moment. It's all spinning on you, really. You know how many times, like in recovery, your original face was revealed, the pause, you know, when 
the whole train of selfing is derailed or intervened on and then there's still someone there that's what we are is that which is there when the selfing stops you know? can rest there it's like the perfect Tempur-Pedic pillow perfect Hmm. you ever hear the statement in the Bible he says uh, the son of man has no place to rest its head or something like that yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some interesting statements in there that don't go over all the time, like, you know, fuck your mother and dad and split or something. <laughs> he says some radical stuff sometimes. But uh, the son of man, he talks about, like, the son, one has a nest, the other has a fur, a den, you know, fox, but the son of man, you know, other animals, places, but the son of man has no place to rest its head. That's the rest, you know. The rest is in the I don't know. The rest isn't going to be found in time. Nor the, nor the drive for security in time. Yeah. We're always looking for a place to rest our head. You're never going to find one because it's not a place. <laughs> in its own nature. Now, li- listen, really. I'm going to go over. I wanted to just go over. Phase two. If you follow that simple statement, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. That's a perceptual axiom. If you look at it, I think it will register to be so. Yeah? If you look at it, because that explains the subjective experience here. So... Let's say something's bothering me on Monday, and I think that's that's a problem. And then the next day I'm feeling pretty good, and that problem is now doesn't have the effect of a problem anymore on me. Then the next day I'm feeling bad, and once again, miraculously, it can affect me, like it affected me on Monday. But what is it? Is it the one I ran into on Tuesday, Monday, or Wednesday? It's neither of it's none of them. Yeah, you give it all the meaning it has. So I give everything all the meaning it has. So the only way something could seem to be real is if reality was giving it that meaning. How could something lend a quality that it doesn't have to offer? Something that's not real can easily be seen through, yet it's not seen through quite often. Why is that? But when it is seen through... It seemed to be very paper mache-ish, very, very crude, like like a dreamt tiger. It seemed, and then you wonder, how could I have ever been afraid of that? In a way, yeah. So how can something seem so real? It has. It's dependent on the who, or and the what that it's appearing real too. Yeah. So if that's reality, what's looking, then. If it was looking in a certain format, let's say an ignorant-based format of yes, no, high, low, subject-object, like dualism and duality, then maybe through that lens, things that weren't so could appear to be so. 
by having it lend its meaning to them. Yeah? So what would happen, like the statement in The Course of Miracles, if the dreamer yeah, woke up, yeah, would he be afraid of the dreamt tiger? Because the reality that made that thing that wasn't so seen to be so would be removed, obviously. The reality would lose interest in it appearing to be so, and then if all of a sudden, miraculously, it would appear not to be so. Yeah? The dilemma is, now you think, it wasn't so, it was so, and now it's somehow, it's changed and now it's not so. It was never so. Yeah? It just appeared to be so, based on how you were looking at it. <laughs> or where you were looking at it from. Yeah? Therefore, no meaning can be given to reality. If it's giving everything the meaning it has, no meaning can be given to that. Yeah? It's beyond being given meaning to. It's beyond being experienced. So every everything that's seen, you're never going to see the seer. Yeah. Just like they used to use the, the example of an eye. The eye seems to be facilitating looking, but it can't turn and see itself. Yeah. So here, what's seeing is never seen. What's hearing is never heard. What's feeling is never felt. What's conceiving can never be conceived of. What's real, yeah, can only be that. It can lend it, that sense of reality to things that are appearing, yeah, but the only reality is that which is seeing those things, yeah. Fuck. Find out how that, what would happen if your mind entertained that. See what kind of downloads would occur. See how you are that next few days when you're walking around. See how the stranglehold of time, if does it still strangle you anymore? Yeah? All these activities that are totally rooted into what you are, because you are all that there is, that thing reverberates, this whole place changes. Yeah? Because you change. Yeah? Actually, you don't change. The changes that you seem to have gone through are seem to be unso. Yeah? And therefore, no matter what appears, no matter what happens, it doesn't, it doesn't leave a tattoo. It's just like what happens in the sky, you know? Fourth of July explosions never rip the sky open. Yeah? When it rains, the sky doesn't get wet. It usually lands on a thing, the earth. When a bird shits, it never lands on the sky. It lands on your car or something, yes? When a plane's flying through the sky, it never calls up the tower and says, I ran into a big chunk of sky around up here. It's just moving through the sky as if there's nothing there, yeah? But the sky's facilitating all of that which is appearing in it, yet not affected by what appears in it. That's what mind is like, yeah? It's a pretty good description, in a sense. So, this whole place is appearing within you. Yeah. Not within you as a body. It's like when they used to say the kingdom of heaven is within you. I think it mustn't even have a parking lot of its here. You know, it's in this body, it must be a very small kingdom of heaven. No one can get in, you know. But the kingdom of heaven is within you, meaning you of that which you are. Yeah. Everything is within that. Not only the kingdom of heaven, all everything. Everything that can appear is within that space it's appearing in. 
Yeah? Nothing that appears can appear outside the space that's appearing in. The space facilitates its ability to appear. Yeah? What appears can't finally break free from what it's appearing in, because it would disappear. <laughs> it would the only relevance it has is in the eye of the beholder. So if you got a little relief from, hey, that guy really fucked with me, you know, you have a resentment thinking like, it's like they say, a resentment is like taking poison to hurt the other person, you know. If you've been stewing over something, the person doesn't even remember ever happening. Where's the relief there? So suddenly someone tells you, hey, look at your role in things and how much relief was produced in your life from just doing that fucking fourth step. A lot of relief over the years through the 12-step program. And we only moved a minutia away from being at the effects, thinking we're a cause in the effect level, to going towards the real truth. We only moved like a very, very small bit. And there was an unbelievable, no ratio of relief, a much bigger relief for the smallness of the movement. Can you imagine if you just followed it back a little farther, see where it would take you? I would imagine there would be a lot of relief available. Why stop at that point, you know? Why, why stop? All we need is to hear the possibility, hey, you can go farther, that's all. That's why we do these talks, because I heard it, I was outside of AA, I decided to bring it back, no decision, just what happened, because I feel like everyone has the right to hear this, because they may have the inclination in mind and the grace available to go a little further than I was selfish and self-seeking and frightened. Frightened. Maybe go back to the identification as a self is the main dilemma, in a way, and then go back past there and see if you get relief from the identification, hey, I'm not that, you will get a massive amount of relief from all that, all that 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 gives meaning to. <laughs> you, you won't have, you won't be in a knee-jerk reaction to the meaning that self-centeredness is giving life. You'll have other possibilities download. You'll definitely lose a lot of interest in time. You will see that the thought system is always rooted in time. It values the past and the future much more than now. So if you're relying, and if you're listening to it quite a lot, that's reliance. If there's a reliance on that thought system, it, you're going to be beholden to its value, and its value is not here. Its value is there and then. Yeah? So you'll be hyper-conscious of what's not happening, actually. <laughs> and how can you get relief from what's not happening without seeing that it's not happening? That's the only relief there is. How are you going to get therapy for something that hasn't happened yet? Or something that may not have happened? How are you going to get any lasting therapeutic quality effects from an imaginary situation? It can't happen. You can believe it to be so, but when push comes to shove, it won't be available. It won't translate into an easing comfort now. So what's the point of it? We got background music, it's great. You don't see the loveliness of the choreography? It yeah. just blows my mind. You know? 
It's not like a stale, dry uh, expression. It's there's tons of little things happening. It's like incredible. Like when you see a bush, there's instead of one flower, there's like eight hundred flowers just booming out. You know, this is expression. That's the mind wants to express. You know, there's like mental winds that are seeking expression. If you look at society, you can see some of the major mental winds: greed, envy. Yes. Those winds are blowing through a lot of the possibilities this this event offers to find expression out here. They can't take form, so they find expression through this form. Yeah? Like, just like you're taken on by alcoholism, we're taken on by mental winds all day. Unless you have a strong, constant wind, yeah, that's more powerful than all these fucking huffings and puffing blowing winds, then you're going to be actively taken over at any, every fucking moment. Yeah, and yet oh, the whole while the story of selfing will be you doing it. You'll be everything the wind expresses through you, just like it says in AA. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Just let hear this statement. Being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self. To me, I like selfing, but let's say that self manifested in a lot of ways is what has defeated us. Okay? Am I convinced of that? Well, you're definitely convinced you've been defeated. Obviously. Yeah? And maybe that this book, the A book, keeps pointing to the idea of self. I think the self, the word self is in that book quite a lot. Probably more than God is. Yeah? Because that's the bigger God we're dealing with, is selfing. <laughs> Being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. Okay? We're going to look at some of its common manifestations. What's the it? Self. We're going to look at its common manifestations in one's life. Alright, the next paragraph states, starts with the word resentment. So the first manifestation of self in our life we're going to look at is resentment. Then we're going to go look at fear, and then we're going to look at our sexual behavior to see how we will do almost anything and get what we think we want. Yeah? So that's the thing. Those are just some of the manifestations of self yeah, that have defeated us. So, okay, so here's an expression. Let's say fear, in this, in this way he's putting it, is a manifestation of self. So the activator of fear is self. That's the Petri dish. The self activates fear. It's not going to get what it wants or lose what it has because it has no fucking power. That's why it's told constantly afraid it's not going to get what it wants. And it, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't have any power. The dilemma is powerlessness. You don't have any... Selfing has no power. It's living off of your juice. Yeah? So being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. We're going to look at its common manifestations. Then when you talk to someone about resentment, they keep saying, my resentments, my fears, my harming other people. You don't see that as an identification with self? That you're calling the expressions of self through you as yours? That's the root of the fucking dilemma. Why move to another page? Sit with that for a while. If I'm in my life busily pledging allegiance to the expressions of self, I'm damn sure close or at least involved in the engagement with it as identified as it. Yeah? What would happen if you're not that? 
If you saw the act of identification, but your mind didn't take the pointing and take itself to be the moon that it thinks it's pointing at, all it would be was all it is is pointing. It can't make the moon. All it is is inference, assuming, referring, implying, insinuating. The mind makes the leap. The mind makes leap into the sense of being a self. And then it's then by that taking itself to be the stripped object, it's now defined. It's now it's confined and affected by its own power in the immediate gave things. Fuck. And the escape is is right there, not in the dream, but in the dreaming. If you realize you're not what's dreamt, you're not a dreamt object. You're the dreaming. Then you have a freedom from the dreamt objects. Blue is blue, and red and red, and yellow is yellow. It's common sense. It's very pragmatic. And then you know the problem from the solution. The solution, the relief from the problem, is the solution. And from the relief from the problem, you know what the problem is. You don't know the effects of gravity. You may conceptually know it, but you'll really know it if you go into an anti-gravity chamber. Then you'll know what gravity is by not by its absence. You'll know what selfing is by its absence. And it isn't you. That's one one clear distillation of all the information. It's not you. You're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You're not a thing. Only a thing. Yeah. With that possibility, a huge aperture opens up, and other stuff is going to download. It cannot. It cannot not happen. The mind is, is has a drive to express. If you plug into another modality, not based on self, you know, not a self-centered modality, but a centered modality, that thing is going to express through you. Not because it's you. It's going to express what whatever vehicle it can get its hands on, and now this vehicle is open to its expression, and it will fucking express. And in a sense, you, quote-unquote, will be the better for it. Yeah? You'll have a lot of relief. And with the hopes that maybe you'll just pass it on. Yeah? Or it'll be passed on without probably you knowing it a lot of the time. Yeah? Yeah.